0: Hi, and welcome to the Take the Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Noel. I love honest health and wellness, and I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Hey, hey, welcome, or welcome back to the Take the Cake Podcast. Okay, y'all, I know I have not posted on this podcast in a couple of weeks. I have been moving. I moved into a little house. I think I mentioned that in my last um, podcast, but I'm recording in my new house, like I'm fully moved in. And I feel like you don't really realize how much stuff you have until you move. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, I have a lot more stuff than I thought, but it felt so good to donate so many clothes and do a nice, I almost said spring cleaning, but it is the winter and I am so happy here, y'all. I am so happy right now in my life. I feel so grateful and so good. To be honest, I've had a pretty rough fall and end of summer, and I am feeling like feeling like I'm back. I'm back in a really great space, and I'm really grateful for all of the support that I've had through that sort of journey. Um, and I just appreciate all of you who are also here um indirectly or directly supporting me. Um, it means a lot to me. So thank you for being here. Um, today I'm gonna do a QA. I posted on my story a couple weeks ago and I got a lot of questions. So let's do it. Let's just jump right in. I think this is going to be a good um kind of kick back in to kick back in. I don't really know what that means. It's gonna be a good reset, you know, podcast after I have it uploaded in a couple weeks. So Somebody asked me thoughts on medical aesthetics, Botox filler, etc. Your body, you do what you wanna do. Um, I think that we live in a world where we don't all have to be like advocates for everything or like activists for everything. And of course, um, you have to examine like where the intention is coming from. It's an anti-aging focused world this like this is not everyone's intention, right? So I think it's all about your intention and um, live your life. Like If you want to change the way that you appear, if you want to shape shift, if you want to um, switch it up, add a little more volume, uh, do it. I feel like as long as you know your intention, as long as you know, as long as you have self-love, um, then you do whatever you want with your body. Um. yeah, that's what I'll say about that. <laughs> Somebody said, how did you deal with finding new hobbies and enjoy your life after losing your eating disorder life? To be honest, I just let the elevator music in my brain go on. <laughs> no, but seriously, I, this was an issue for me because I didn't realize how much brain space my eating disorder took in my mind. Until I started recovery and I was like, oh my God, I have nothing else to do and nothing else to think about and nothing else excites me and whatever, all these other things. And really, I needed to have other things to do. So I think examine what were you interested in the past? What are you interested in now that's new? Um, Are you good at anything that you'd want to make into a hobby? Are you, um, I don't know, for me, I feel like I really needed to every single day be intentional about doing something that I was passionate about or hanging out with somebody that I loved, even if it took like pushing myself a little bit outside of my comfort zone. But honestly, again, more so than anything in recovery, I had to learn to tolerate the discomfort, tolerate the boredom, tolerate the racing mind where I was trying to think about other things besides food and let my recovery unfold in whatever way it needed to and just tolerate that I wasn't going to have as much to think about or my life would be a little bit more boring or mundane or whatever recovery is temporary so whatever you have to do to kind of remind yourself that it's not a permanent state um that's always really helpful that was helpful for me yeah examine like what interests you like there's so many um you know recreational classes you could take adult classes you could take um, you could do things on your own. You could just go to like an art store and just like see what feels good. You could start knitting. I don't know. There's a, lots of different things. Clubs and I don't know. Ask like your close family and friends, like what do they like to do for fun and see if you could join them. Okay. Um, somebody said, what's one thing you would tell yourself, younger self who just moved to LA? I would tell myself that um, I would tell myself that nothing. I can't think of anything else I would tell myself. I think I did a really good job of being present. Um, something I wouldn't tell tell my tell people now, tell myself now, is that there's all these things about LA or even like other big cities that people say, like, oh, this industry is toxic. There's toxic people in the entertainment industry. There's toxic people in this industry. There's toxic people in LA. Yeah, there's toxic people everywhere. But I choose to be optimistic and I choose to surround myself with people who aren't toxic, which took me to... I was only able to do that after I recovered, by the way. But like, I guess that's what it is. It's like, I feel like you are either a part of the problem. Like if you choose to be in any sort of city or industry or environment that has, that is known for being tough, um, because the people there are a certain way, you can either be a part of that problem and complain about it and and be like, oh, people are annoying. And of course, there's like I complain all the time about it. You know, that's not to say I don't complain, but or or you could do that, or you could also be a, a change. You could be somebody that changes that narrative. Um, that's what I would say. <laughs> somebody said. Um, <laughs> Hey, what happened to your other relationship? Sorry if it's too personal you're such an transpo oh, to me. Uh, we are divorced. That's what happened. We are no longer married. <laughs> Somebody said, how do you approach exercise? Um, I approach exercise very intuitively these days, so to speak. I mean, I always try and do it intuitively, but I love just checking it with myself to be honest because I've been moving boxes and heavy lifting and moving myself I have not been exercising consistently in the gym like a certain way I've been doing a lot of at-home exercises and I've been also just not really exercising as much but I just feel like approaching exercise really asking yourself especially if you're like have a history with exercise that's not so healthy I would say to approach it with a day-to-day attitude, like really examine how you're feeling in the moment in the day, because there are so many factors that can affect, you know, how you exercise and how it feels for you. So if I'm on my period, if I'm having like weird digestion, if I'm tired or if I'm energized and I feel great and I feel like I'm ready to go, like these are all um, things I would ask myself before I would exercise. Somebody said, what's your coaching style? Do you follow particular methods? Not really. My coaching style is very individualized. I believe in autonomy. I believe that ultimately the best thing we can do is figure out how to move forward and support ourselves. And, um, you know, we can absolutely i can absolutely like look at my past and curse myself and be like oh this sucks this is hard this is this is that which is very valid but at the same time like living in the present moment and like doing things like just knowing that there's always a new day tomorrow there's always a new minute in the next minute there's always something new like on the horizon and choosing to live like that um helped me a lot in my recovery so that's definitely like the way i coach i coach just, just having a positive outlook and doing anything I can to like encourage and have again autonomy over the experience. Being, being the one to like choose for yourself how you know you want your week to look like, and goals that you want to set for yourself. Our scale is a bad idea for people with body dysmorphia. I don't know. I mean, look, I think it depends. Most of the time, I would say yeah right? Like, I don't think it's healthy because it depends. If you see a number and if you ask yourself truly, if the number on the scale is the same, or sorry, if the number on the scale is less, will it affect me negatively? If the number on the scale is more, will it affect me negatively? If the number on the scale is the same, will it affect me negatively? Or will it, it it creates an attachment. So I say most of the time, yeah. I mean, for me, it was at least. There came a point where it didn't really matter anymore, but You know, if there's any sort of attachment you have with a number, if it elicits a response no matter what it says, then yeah. Or if it elicits a response, if it says a certain thing especially, then yeah, I don't think it's a good idea. Somebody said, even after recovery, how do you avoid triggers? I'm afraid of relapse. Triggers are always going to be around, right? There's always going to be things in life that make us remember, that make me remember, oh yeah, I had struggled with food and body before, or there might be someone who might say something, or there might be a certain food or I don't, I don't know, maybe some, some modeling or acting job I have. Um, but don't underestimate the power of how strong you are. That's what I'd say. Like, I just really don't, I don't think we need to operate in fear. I think you can trust that you are learning every single day, every single day you're learning. Um, no matter if you're consciously like know that you're learning or not, if you can just release the atta- um, attachment that you have with Outcome and just like truly let your experience teach you. This is my thing. This is what I like to think. I don't live under shame anymore or fear because I let my own experiences in life guide me and teach me rather than shame about my experience teach me. For example, I say this all the time if I drink too much alcohol and I'm hungover the next day, I'm already hungover. Life is already like making me feel hungover. I already feel sick. And I don't need to like shame myself even more as I'm hungover, or I don't need someone to come in and yell at me for drinking. It's like, I already feel like shit. I don't need you to come in. Like I'm already learning from, from life, from like, and that doesn't mean I'm never going to drink again. Maybe I will. I don't know. Maybe I won't. I don't know. But it just means like learn from your experiences and let that be enough. Um, and let your experience in recovery just be enough for you to trust that, like, if you experience a trigger, like, you're going to take it as it is and you're going to be able to deal with it and you're going to be able to tolerate the discomfort. Somebody said, have you ever modeled nude? Kind of. I've not done. I've done implied nudity, which is when you, like, only show. Um, you don't show, like, the <laughs> whole thing. <laughs> but, yeah, I've done just a little bit. I don't mind it. It's not like something that I'm ashamed of. How do you feel beautiful if um, beauty being dye and exercise is all you've ever known? That's a good question. I mean, all these are good questions, but... Um, gosh, I know this is so cliche sounding, but beauty is deep. There is eternal beauty that's everlasting, that's forever and ever and ever and then there's surface level beauty both of them are beautiful in their own ways both of them have value I get that and I get that we live in a society where the surface level beauty which is like makeup body skin hair youngness I get that those are like important you know and that they can't be avoided or whatever and there, it's like a privilege to have that and there is eternal beauty. There is energetic beauty. There's love. There's character. There's characteristics you have, there's personality, there's things you do for people. There's how you care for yourself, how you care for other people. It's you. It's the, the things that you bring to this world that are so you. It's you as a good person, it's you as a good friend. It's you as somebody who um you know has this eternal beauty, and everyone has it. And I really believe that when we focus on things that this is a this this is regarding like physical beauty, when we focus on things that make us feel good, I genuinely believe that they will make us more physically beautiful. When we are happier, when we are well fed, when we are um, ourselves, we you will be more beautiful. I really believe that. Um, and it might not look like what your body image issues want, want you look like your, your beauty standards want, but it's going to be this energetic beauty that's just transcends like whatever physical 2023 trending beauty there is. Cause it just changes all the time. You know, it's not reliable. Whereas like you are, your uh, eternal beauty is a very reliable. Somebody said, how long did you know it was time to let go of your relationship? Hmm. Um, I won't speak about this too much, but I will say I think it's a really feminine quality to kind of slowly make realizations. That's all I'll say. Just gonna kind of slowly allow life to happen. And I just um just felt a lot of things and felt like consistently the same and um you know I wanted um it, I'm simplifying this a lot but it was uh ultimately I just knew that um I just knew that our relationship had served its purpose in time and I'm really grateful for it you know I think it's a I don't look back and feel anything unfond about it, but that's what I'll say about that. <laughs> Somebody said, um, did you have skin issues during weight restoration? I did. I had crazy dermatitis on my face. I also had like different, like I also had a little bit of acne. I think it's all hormonal. I read that dermatitis on your face can be like a response to progesterone, which you don't really, I didn't really have progesterone until I started my recovery. Cause I didn't have my period. Um, my skin did a lot of weird things. Recovery and eating disorder, it, it's all the meta- metabolically, I don't know. My skin was shifting all the time. It's at a stable place now. But yeah, I definitely got kind of weird and dry and rashy and had a little bit of acne. One of those things. Um, somebody said, how to stay hopeful in HA recovery. I just got diagnosed. I'm feeling very scared. I'm so sorry about your diagnosis. And you got this. You totally got this. To be honest, I wasn't very hopeful in my HA recovery. I really wasn't. I felt pretty hopeless. I literally remember googling, or you googling on YouTube or like whatever, searching on the YouTube bar, feeling like hopeless in my HA recovery. Like, I trust me, I was here, um, and just this is the challenge that you're in to focus on trusting your body so much, trusting, trusting, trusting the process. This is so important for you right now. So um, that's what I'll say. I'm sorry about your diagnosis. And your diagnosis is is here to serve you. It's here to help you. And your body wants to heal. I think tell yourself that mantra every single day, every single time you make a choice. Your body, my body wants to heal. My body wants to heal. And um, look forward to this time. You know, this is a really fun time where you get to like feed yourself and love yourself and honor yourself. And before you know it, you'll be menstruating ovulating and menstruating someone said how do you get in the holiday spirit most nostalgic holiday tradition because i live so far away from my parents and my family it's hard for me to get in the holiday spirit in la especially because it's like not that cold (laughs) there's like no snow you know so i always try and make it out to a snowy environment or go to big bear which is a snowy town here close to LA, but I'm, I'm going back to Michigan for the Midwest where I, I, my parents live and I will get in the holiday spirit real quick because my mom just knows what's up and she will just decorate the house and decorate the trees. And that's going to be a very cold and very snowy. And, um, I just try and savor the time, you know, it's a really special time. My birthday is actually December 20th. So this time of year is always really special for me. And, I know as I get older, this makes me feel so old. But As I get older, there's just certain like little things that mean so much. Like I love watching Polar Express. I love making a snowman every year. I love making a gingerbread house. I love playing cards. I just, I love these little teeny traditions that just, and make new traditions, right? I don't know. Lately, I've been loving the tradition of making mulled wine. It's really good. It's really easy too. Somebody said how to meet new like-minded people post-graduation. Oh, if you see somebody out in the world that you like their style, you seem like you'd be friends with them, start talking to them. Join a club. Um, If you see someone on social media that you think you'd get along with, it lives close to you or not, just anyone, message them. Be like, hey, we should hang. Be the one. I think a lot of people, including myself, feel so quiet and small when you have like issues with food and body. Be the one to initiate plans, text, be the one to like compliment somebody on their outfit and the way they look. Like put you can, putting yourself out there is so, so important. So that's what I would say. <laughs> Someone said, please tell us a story of how you and Mariana met. Any tips on finding like-minded friends? We met through social media. We met through a mutual friend. And then during our friendship, like the beginning of our friendship, it was like a very pivotal time of my life and her life I think too, but especially my life. And she just was my freaking rock. And from the start, we like ended up living together. I'm sure we'll share more about this in the future, but we just like were so open and vulnerable and like straight away, we just told each other everything. And we just were so like soul sisters truly. Um, but we met through a friend kind of through social media, I guess. Um, I've never been in a relationship and would love to, any advice? Um Make a relationship or partner inventory. What do you want in a partner? What do you want to look for? If you don't know, you can be really general. You can even start with like what you look for in a best friend and see if those things apply. But kind of see what you want and see like what kind of dates would you like to go on? What would you like to do on these dates? Um, What kind of person do you want? Like what kind of like relationship do you want to have and get to know on paper like what you might want? Um, And I think just like knowing what you want will make you more confident at least it would for me and then i don't know smart like be out in the world be in places where you would want to meet somebody um you can download dating apps and even making a profile in a dating app is a really good way to know what you are looking for and what you want and seeing what's out there someone said thoughts on botox still feels scary to me i don't know why I i kind of already talked about this i have gotten botox i don't get a ton of it um I've gotten it a couple times in my life, and yeah, I think it's again about the intention. Um, if you're scared of it, why are you scared of it? If you're scared of like something going wrong, like obviously go to somebody who's trusted. Um, if you're scared of of like what it would do to your mental health, I think that's like a different story. Like that might be something to kind of examine. Um, but you know, I'm in my late twenties and it's a choice that I've made. It's not something, like I said, I'm going to do tons and tons and tons. It's something I do very sparingly. It's something I'm really mindful about. Um, and it's something that I don't think anyone needs. I don't even think I don't, I don't need it. Um, I let my Botox completely wear off, um, for a long time, for many reasons, um, before I go and get another like round of it. And it's just something I like to do. I like to let my muscles move. Obviously, I'm like an actor. Who knows if I'm going to get it in a year? Who knows if I'm done? I don't know. Maybe I'll never get it again. It's something I'm not really attached to. How to find clothes you feel confident in during recovery. This is tough. Nothing like a thrift store. Nothing like secondhand shopping. Also, nothing like wearing sweats. (laughs) I mean, look, I want... You to feel confident, but like for me, I felt confident in my one-piece swimsuits. I felt confident in my sweatpants. I felt confident in my yoga pants. I felt confident in my sweatshirts. Of course, I pushed myself sometimes, but I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna wear big sweaters for a while. I'm just gonna be be in this in this sort of way of dressing, and it's okay. You know, it's okay that I don't feel like I'm like my sexiest self right now. Um, And I just embraced that mindset, and it helped me a lot with just like releasing the expectations. Um, also, you know, go with somebody, go with a friend, go with like a parent, like go with like a sister or somebody that like you trust, have them help you, release the numbers. Every single clothing, like article of clothing from every single brand is like so different. Like have you ever freaking shopped at Zara? Like they don't even, they don't know what they're doing with the sizing. So I think just remember that, you know, it's all over the place out there, so I think it's more about your, um, I don't know, mindset. Someone said, did you grow taller after recovery I developed eating disorder in prepubescent years? I don't think I did, although I did have some growing pains now that I'm thinking about it, but I don't know if it actually, like, amounted to me growing taller. I don't think so. That's interesting. But I think it's possible. Um, I think women grow for like a little bit longer than men in general too. So it could be possible. Men said, my body is so used to saving up calories for the night. How do I establish a good structure? Yeah. Yeah. You got to eat in the morning. (laughs) You got to eat in the morning, eat at lunch. And if your body still wants to eat a bunch of calories at night, you got to still do it too. You know what I mean? Like I think you have to like push through and eat those, eat eat it all. Release restriction. That is my, um, cause you know, right? Like you're not, your body's not going to stop wanting to eat at night when it knows that's when it's safe to eat until you consistently show it that it's able to eat for breakfast and for lunch and during the day. So I think like once you do that, then I imagine your body would slowly but surely start to trust that like you're going to be fed during the day too. I don't really know. I'm not a nutritionist, dietitian, doctor, anything like that. Um, but that's what I would say. Okay, last question. Someone said favorite breakfast, favorite self care, and favorite movement right now. Favorite breakfast is this amazing olive loaf of bread that I recently got from the grocery store, from like a health food store. It's like a sourdough, olive, rosemary loaf. Cut a big slice of that, pan fried in butter, two eggs, or maybe more, avocado, um, and then a little bit of cheese. That's like so good to me with a, with my coffee, which I have it with milk. Ugh, oh, so yummy. Uh, favorite self-care. Mm. Let's see. My favorite self-care right now, I think is probably my red light mask. I love that thing. Favorite movement is honestly being outside in any capacity. It's so nice right now in California. It's like so, it's not super hot. Like it just feels so good outside and the sunsets are so beautiful. So anything to get me walking outside. Plus I just moved. So I have like a new neighborhood. I live kind of close to the beach now. I live pretty close to the beach now. And um, it's just so fun to explore and um, a really good experience. So that was going to be it for the Q&A today. Um, I definitely have more questions. If you want to get on the next one, I will post these like every once in a while over on my Instagram. I'll leave that linked down below. Thank you so much for everyone who've asked me questions. I hope you all are doing so well. Thank you for listening. Um, and I will see you all in the next episode of Take the Cake. Bye for now.